Modern Christian Dads, Season 2. We're about to explode. Just dudes talking news, sports, and God. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dads. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. We have a three-man crew today. We have Kelly Stevens back with us. Woohoo! Uh, that just makes me happy. <laughs> Kelly, it was so weird. Last week we did our podcast without you. Very sad. We missed you. Uh-huh. Concerned well, about sick you. Again. I know, <laughs> yeah. We, you've you've maxed out all of your sick days, okay? <laughs> I, I have on Modern maxed Christian them Dads. Out. No more of that. Otherwise, we're gonna have to get rid of you or something like that. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was no women at the studio at all usually there's there's hordes of women yeah, just yes. waiting around the studio to yeah. just get a peek at you <laughs> and zero zero women there if they heard i wasn't coming <laughs> it's your voice kelly you just got that that <laughs> that, that country Sen- sensual southern missouri yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like a you like a mcd crooner man that, that's right <laughs> exactly that's exactly right and we have one greg walden over here what's up greg walden hey how's it going everybody <laughs> that sounded horrifying officially the most awkward guy on our show right now no just kidding <laughs> he doesn't drink mountain dew like what? that's a, a problem and we have to address you regarding that so yeah i don't know what we're going to do with give guys, us your but, main card and here. We do not. We're very, very sad because we're we, we don't have Greg Craywick with us today. What seriously? I didn't, I didn't he even notice. He's on the East Coast. There, he's in South Carolina visiting his friends, his family. So we give a shout out to Mr. Greg Craywick. There, hi, Greg. Hey, I told him Greg. to eat some Bojangles, eat some cookout, uh, all that good South Carolina stuff going on there. Mm. You guys probably don't bring, know anything about that. I don't stuff, know nothing about it, but bring some home. All right. Greg Walden, or Greg Craywick, we miss you very much. We got the three guys today. We're dudes talking news, sports, and God here on the Modern Christian Dads, and hopefully we'll have a little bit of fun today. But let's go ahead and crack open those ice cold Mountain Dews. Where, where's your, is that Greg Walden? Uh, <laughs> Last week, he's like, I got tea. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, today we have the Mountain Dew Throwback. Yes. Which we're going to try out. Okay. Kelly, you've never had that before. I haven't. So I have. Gonna... So let's just take a little sip here. Okay. Have you had the Throwback, Greg Walden? No. I've never had that one. Awkward tasting into the mic for Greg Craig. Yep. It's a little, so it's a little bit sweeter. Yep. It's that pure cane. What do they say? Real, real sugar, sugar, real good. So it's kind of that natural sugar. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. It doesn't have quite maybe the bite overall. I right. would say, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that, it's I, a little bit smoother exactly, or something like yeah, that. Exactly right. So anyway, but we're also one thing we're getting into now. Keep in mind, we're modern christian dads okay so we don't drink alcohol all right where we try to keep it alcohol free substance free um but we do put bad stuff in our body like mountain dew but we're getting into mixed drinks so we've been doing a lot of mountain dew we're like mountain dew chefs our our resident mountain dew chef greg Cray is not with us today he made mountain dew brownies yeah mountain dew jelly and so now we're getting into today mountain dew mixed drinks okay so we have we're going to take the mountain dew throwback uh with Orange juice. So we got about a third cup of orange juice. Yep. yep. We got the all natural or the real sugar. Uh, and so let's go ahead and put that in there. I'm not going to totally fill it up because I want to keep some of that for. Yeah. All right. So a little mixed okay. drink, Mountain Dew. Yeah. Oh, let, let the mixture happen. Yeah. I like it. It's it's pleasing. This would be like good to good to drink like, you know, in a mid-afternoon after you're done yeah. mowing the yard maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
fresh, refreshing, fresh and cut of uh, fresh smell of cut grass. <laughs> Sit down and have a ice cold mixed yeah. drink with Mountain Dew it's in almost, it. It's almost like a little punch, you know. Oh, good, yeah. that, we could deceive our wives with this. We could say it's punch. That's right. And not let them know that there's Mountain Dew in there. And then they'd be like, oh, it's really good. <laughs> Put a little ice cream in her, too. That kind of neat. Oh, yeah. Kind of so anyway, oh, thank you, Mountain Dew. Even yeah. though you don't support us officially, any monetary <laughs> merch or anything, we still love you, okay? And one day, we believe you will do all those things. So, okay, guys, today <laughs> we're going to get into it, talking a little news, sports, and God. I know that... Um, we are in the midst of the big coronavirus, and I don't want to necessarily talk a lot about that because I, how many of you are just, you're inundated, just overwhelmed? Like, yeah, I don't know what to think. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't because, right? On fa one thing, I, I hate, I am a social media guy, do a lot of Facebook, and I just, I don't like to go on Facebook right now because you have, the, the pendulum swinging from yes. one direction to the next direction and people mocking it, people making fun of it. Uh, Democrats, conservatives, like, you know, I mean, I can't stand any of it. I, I mean, either. <laughs> uh, you know, we probably would fall in the conservative category, if you will. Uh, and I just, you know, I, I'll be confession. Uh, so please don't stop listening to the Modern Christian Dad podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, I was listening to just a, a few, a few minutes of Fox news the other day and I wanted to throw up. I, I was just yeah. sick of hearing all of it, you know, just like stop it. So we're going to try and just talk sports and talk some God today because we, uh, one thing I thought was interesting when I was listening to Fox sports the other day, a guy made a great point. He said, you know, normally when we have tragedy in culture and society, you know, war mm -hmm. or, or things like that, the one thing that we can always turn to for that escape is sports. Yes. Right. Yeah, you know, right. like we can we can kind of that's our escape. Like, OK, I know that there's a war going on right now. The, the, the you know, the, the Dow is down, all these kind of things. And the one thing that we could always escape to was sports. And here we are. No sports going on right now. Yeah. What, what's up with that? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> no I, tournaments. No. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, everything. I'm, I'm a big NBA guy. Yeah. So they were the leader. They were the first one that put the kibosh on the season, postponed it. Then, then it was a domino. Then it was NHL. Then it was uh, NCAA tournament. Then it was all of these things. So really crazy. They haven't canceled golf yet, have they? They have canceled golf. Yep, they canceled really? golf. The oh my only goodness. one that is held out, and they finally postponed last night, was the UFC. They did have a fight last Saturday, and they held to the fifty-person rule. Mm -hmm. But and and Dana White took tons of heat over that, did he? Uh, and he was he had you know he was entrenched. <clears throat> he was like, listen, we're going to keep doing fights, and so finally. He came out on Sports Center the other night and said, "Okay, we're going to postpone the next three fights." Wow! So there you go. And but really, the only one. And so we are going to get into some sports talk here, guys. So settle down. We're getting there. Uh, the one thing that's still kind of stirring up a little bit is the NFL. They're not playing yet. They're not practicing, but free agency has begun. Yep. And the big, big sports news of the day: Tom Brady, Brady yeah. officially leaving the Patriots. What do you guys think about I that? I was surprised about that. I was shocked. I mean, I. I I, I had no heads up about this at all. And this oh, okay. morning I was just kind of reading through some things and I, I seen that and I was like, this is a joke. Yeah. But it's not a joke. <laughs> well, they've been talking about for months now that there's, there's well, a year or two, actually since Jimmy Garoppolo, a couple years mm -hmm. back, Jimmy mm -hmm. Garoppolo, Bill Belichick wanted that to be the successor. And Tom Brady went upstairs to Robert mm -hmm. Kraft and said, hey, you're going to trade him because I don't want him here. And supposedly he went 
over Bill mm-hmm. Belichick to get that done. Right. And from that moment, the rift started and brought us to this place. Yeah. That That's a lot of what a lot of people think was the starting point of this rift between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. But isn't it crazy? All good stories have to come to an end. They always do. Except for the Bible. That's Amen. exactly right. <laughs> Amen. So uh, where are they? I heard that easier they're going to go to the Tampa Bay or maybe in San Diego or. So one of the big teams they talked about at first was the Tennessee Titans, but they re-signed their quarterback uh, Tannehill. So they re-signed him. Another team, you know, uh, another team that was a, a purport. Uh, a possibility, excuse me, was the Indianapolis Colts. I have my computer in front of me. They just signed Phillip Rivers Interesting. to a one-year $25 million deal. So it seems like the two teams now are coming back down to, number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which they're not really very hot teams. So a lot of people are like, uh, you know, why would he Why would he go there? <laughs> you know, why would he yeah. go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? But the second one is potentially the San Diego Chargers. Now, this one makes sense because they're not – excuse me, the San Diego Chargers anymore. They're the LA LA Chargers. He just started a production company Mm -hmm. similar to LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so West Coast, LA, Hollywood, you know, his wife's a supermodel. She could at least hang out. I mean, what would would she do in (laughs) Indianapolis? What would Giselle do in Nashville, Tennessee? What would Giselle do in Tampa Bay? So they're saying that, uh, you know, the culture, the lifestyle. Uh, So I, I, I would lean towards... The San Diego Chargers. West Coast, huh? West Coast. Yeah. They, they have a new stadium. Yep. They need new fans. They need to sell tickets. And and what better way to sell tickets than to say, we got the greatest quarterback of all time. So what do you guys think? Mm. I Either way, I think it's a big risk for him. Yeah. You know, 42 years yeah. old. He's 42. He's got a great record. You know, I remember you, you, where you're, you're going to have some linemen that aren't the caliber that he's used to having. And. They're your protection, yeah. brother, and now, I don't know. You guys are Missouri folk. Yep. Yeah. So you guys lived here when Joe Montana was here. What, yep. what was that like as a Missouri resident when Joe Montana was here? Was uh, it like, ah, he's old, he might win us some games, or what? was it, yeah. we're going to win the Super Bowl? No, I, I, I didn't think, feel uh, that at all. <laughs> I think that she, at the time, the Chiefs were trying to do a quick fix to the Super Bowl. And they were just like, oh, if we get Montana, we're going. And, you know, for his first they, year. They went he, to the AFC Championship. Well, in the second year, I think the second, second year. Okay. Yeah, the first year, they, they, he he played eight games. He missed half the season for some injuries. <laughs> and then the second year, he he had a really good stellar second year. And then he got to this AFC Championship, but he, he got injured. And you could tell when, in the Houston game before that, I mean, he got to ha- halftime. His his elbow was like twice the size of a <laughs> yeah. watermelon. Yeah. I mean, he, you can tell he was hurting. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, obviously, what they're saying is that, you know, he's going to need to go to a team that has an offensive line because he, you know, he's he moves about as good as Kelly Stevens does <laughs> in the pocket. Uh, and he's going to need some weapons. Yes. And and so that's what he was lacking. I think that was a big reason in New England is they were void of weapons. Yeah. The offensive line was struggling and didn't look very prosperous yeah. there. Bill Belichick relationship. So that's what San Diego, uh, I keep saying San Diego Chargers, excuse me, the LA Chargers, yeah. they have a lots of offensive weapons. They have a good offensive line. And so they think that could potentially be a good fit. And we know that in this day and age, the quarterbacks don't get hit as much. It's it's a little yeah, bit easier for them to yeah. protect the quarterback. So yeah. I think he'll have one or I think it'll be very Joe Montana ish. I think he'll have one or two kind of good to okay seasons. And what kind of money you think that he'll get? They're saying about thirty to thirty five million. Yeah, okay, so he's, he's not going to break the bank. Now yeah. the top flight 
upcoming quarterbacks are going to get in the 40 million mark. So they yeah. said probably 30 million, you know, in that. And that's another thing is that the Patriots were, have always been cheap. He's always given them a deal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no deals this yeah. time. Well, I, you know, God bless him. He still wants to play. Uh, and if he wants to play, then let him play. Yeah. But my, my <laughs> thought is, is why not go out on top? I just right. don't. Yeah. I, I mean, you're 42 years old. It's, but you know what? Every, every one of us, we have this thing inside of us, our, our whatever our favorite thing is yeah. that we can't let go. You I know? know, I know. I, I mean, for example, this is okay. This is a, a very different comparison, but I'm a pastor of a local church and I've seen this before. I've seen pastors that probably get older in age mm-hmm. and maybe they don't have the physical capability or, or mental or mm-hmm. combination of the two. And you kind of see like, ah, it's probably time for a good old Jeremiah to retire there. Uh, and they keep hanging on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I had a chance to work at a church in South Dakota where the pastor he was a legend. I mean, just a hall of fame pastor, but he retired because he got to this point like, I, I don't want to learn social media. I don't want to, you know, like, and he, he, sh- I really respected him for it because he knew it was the time to, right. but man, what, because he was a, a, a great leader, you know, he pastored a large church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he probably income was pretty good. He was like a district leader, all the, so, you know, to let go of right. it's all tough. that you yeah. are yeah. and think about these football players. I mean, they've been doing this from birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's so unique about uh, these NFL players is for so for Tom Brady, forty two years old is like he's so old. Oh my! But for <laughs> many of us, man, forty two, we're just entering into the prime of our yeah. career, yep, our work life. But for an athlete and, and a lot of these NFL players, because the average lifespan, I think of an NFL player is like three to five years. So, I mean, by their late twenties, everything they've invested all of their life into is now gone. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> wow. that that fame, that's that that yes, was, you fame. know, and I've never been famous so I'll never know. Thank the Lord. I probably it would all go to my head, but anyway, I you're talking about Tom Brady. Ever he's a household name. Yes. Joe Montana, you know. I mean, to walk away from that and say I'm done and and trying to sell cars somewhere <laughs> or whatever he's gonna gonna do he doesn't have to do anything but uh you'll be like just you know giselle i know that you're a supermodel <laughs> and you're really hot and i got a mansion but man i missed the i missed the game yeah i've got to get out there <laughs> see if i was tom brady i'd be like i'd be like okay i'll retire but i'll just start doing the endorsements man nike whatever and yeah all these guys make just as much more money doing the endorsements as they do playing the game yeah yeah i mean patrick Holmes, he's he's already raking in the endorsement money Right, right. Well, it'll be very interesting. I, and just thinking of going back, I didn't pull this article up, but other athletes throughout history that have done that. We have Joe Montana. We have uh, Michael Jordan who came back, had those two years with the Wizards. That was really dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, but these guys, it's just to let go of the game. Uh, we're going to talk this segue into WrestleMania is on the verge of being canceled. What? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I heard basically it's just the city is saying if they don't cancel it, they're going to shut it down. So it's so canceled. It's, it's, it's going to be canceled. But anyway, I've heard that about, you know, some of these, have you seen some of the old wrestlers? It's like, okay, the other night I saw some WWE raw highlights. The undertaker was supposed to fight at WrestleMania yeah. and you see him come out and you're like, you know, like let it go, bro. <laughs> he, he looks yeah. old. Like he can't, you can see him walking like his hips, like, snap, like snap, snap, just, just let it go, you yeah. know? But, I've heard this before with wrestlers, you know, that there's nothing like 
walking through the curtain. The, yeah. the crowd chanting your yeah. name or booing if you're yeah. a heel or a baby face or whatever you are in pro wrestling. They said there's nothing like that feeling in the world. And I imagine it's the same as an NFL football player. When, you let, when you're done, you're never going to get that ever yeah. again. Well, <laughs> stepping out past that curtain when you're past your prime and you're hearing people booing at you instead of cheering kind of deflates the ego a little bit, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, we're going to dive into that's really sports. Everything else in the news is just about, you know, that thing. So that we don't thing. <laughs> yes, that, thing. that we all know that it is. Although I, one item of news related to that, you said about Amazon. Yeah, they, I just read that they're going to cancel all like warehouse shipments except for like high medical high demand items and medical supplies yeah that's a that's a big deal right there yes. uh anyway that i want to me talk, some money every month yeah <laughs> wow uh, i want to talk a little bit about uh, with tom tom brady i started to get me thinking along these ideas the thought of transition because uh he's very he's going to make a big transition in his life you know yeah, so we could just say well he's a millionaire whatever you know but guess what he's and maybe his wife is a supermodel and all those kind of things, but he's going to have to make, he does have kids. So they're going to have to go to a different school and, you know, transition is very hard and very difficult in life uh, and has to be navigated, uh, you know, very carefully. And so I was thinking about Tom Brady making this big transition and I began to think about, you know, life is full of different moments and different mm -hmm. transitions that yeah. we've all faced before. Again, a lot of my transitions because I'm a uh, professional minister, that's what I get paid to do. All of my life transitions have been about kind of got you know different places God has taken me. Right. So, for example, the the really fast stories. You know, I got I got saved as a senior in high school, and then uh, man, my first transition, I go to Bible college uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, man, that was like a small town Nebraskan kid moving <laughs> to the big city. Yeah. That was a big deal, you know, and for my family, like yeah. that was like moving to Mars or something like yeah. that yeah. for them. They have very small town mindset. And then, you know, graduating college uh, was uh, trying to figure out, okay, what's my first like thing going to be now? Like, yeah. yay, I'm called like where, you know? <laughs> uh, so I moved to Denver, Colorado on faith, you know, and I, I didn't, my wife and I didn't have jobs. We didn't have a ministry job. We just went there to be discipled by an evangelist and just seek God. Uh, and then from there, uh, finally getting a job in Northern California as a youth pastor. And that was a big step of faith to head, you know, across the country uh, to a place I'd never been before. Yeah. And I was there for five years, had a great time investing in the life of youth. And, you know, and that was just a great time. And then from there, getting into a transitionary moment where I transitioned to a different church to be a worship and young adults pastor. And I was there for five years. That was great. But that transition was was kind of crazy. And I'll maybe dive into those for uh, a little bit more in depthly. But anyway, you know, and then just lots of transition, you know, uh, transitions in life. And so I want to encourage all of us as we go through transitions and seasons and changes in life. So amen. 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 <laughs> so yeah. let me read some scripture to you guys. And maybe we can kind of share some of our transitional stories. But the first one is this coming out of Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to 
harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now, I always like to clarify when I bring up this scripture that this was really actually Jeremiah prophesying to God's people as they were getting ready to go into bondage and slavery because their disobedience, and this has kind of become the bumper sticker t-shirt. This really isn't necessarily a great passive scripture (laughs) in context, if you will. But the fact is, is that God, first of all, God has plans for your life. Amen. Amen. Yes, he does. And so he's trying to get you to a place. You know, he, he's trying to get you to where he wants you to be. And that can be a struggle because we're trying to sometimes get to where we want to go rather That's than right. where he wants us to be. But he does. Ha- he has plans for us. So we have to keep that in mind. And what we're trying to do is flow with that plan. Like, God, what's the plan yeah. that you have for me? And how, how can I get there and, and be obedient to you? And so that's what I've always always tried to live out. I was like, God, you know, what's your plans for me and where are you taking me? And, you know, a lot of times, like I said, I even said today in Missouri, it could be like, man, I would have never guessed I would be here today. That was not in my plans. Right. So I guess one piece of advice would be that you ha- if you're going to l- walk out God's plans, you have to really be open. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, to change. <laughs> you know, when you're talking about uh, God's plan for your for your life, uh, I was thinking about Jonah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking and, of too. And his his assignment, he wasn't for. He just he did everything he could to keep from uh, following that out. Yeah, he went the opposite direction. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to see you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and to tell you the truth, a lot of a lot of Christian men do that. Yeah, you know they get a call for their life. They, they absolutely know it, uh, but uh, then they do nothing uh, to go toward that plan, or they run away from that plan. Uh, just thinking about the the your friend that uh, said that he was called to go to Africa. Mm-hmm. Right, yet, right. <laughs> uh, every time there was opportunity to go to Africa, he was not going to Africa. You know, yeah. so uh, we can fight it. The thing is, is when it's God's plan, it's God's plan, right? You mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know, going to the extreme of being swallowed up by a fish and spitting you out on the shore and yep. and all that, you know, that's that's pretty extreme. But you know, there there are ebb and flows with transition. There there are definitely ups and downs. Uh, but the whole thing is living by faith, yeah. Looking at it as an adventure, uh, and I know sometimes when you're in the thick of things, things aren't quite going right. That may be the last thing that you're looking at is this is an adventure. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the end of it, and we've all been, you know, I'm 59 years old, so I've been through several different transitions. Uh, some I've enjoyed <laughs> and some I have not, you know. So you just have to just say, Lord, you're you're in control. You know, I'm no longer in control. You're, you're in yeah. control of my life. And, and following the plans of God, number one, they require a, an immense amount of faith, you know, th- yeah. to trust him. If you're, if they are God's plans, I think part of the way that part of the, one of the ways that we can know if it's God, God's plan, it really requires a lot of faith. Yes. You know, like I remember when I first, my very first going from Minneapolis, Minnesota to Denver, Colorado, didn't have jobs. We just got a little U-Haul, you know, we we're just young married you know, out, yeah. out of college. Yay, let's just move to Denver, Colorado. Woo. <laughs> and we moved there and we had an apartment online and we got there and it was just like gross and disgusting. <laughs> and Rachel hated it. And then we lived in our friend's basement for like a week. And, it, you know, it was just, uh, it was hard, you know. And yeah. finally we kind of got locked in there a little bit and kind of got in the flow of things. But man, that was a big step of faith. It just, 
and I guess I like to do that because then, um, you know, then I remember at that point, then really feeling like, man, I feel like God, I'm supposed to be in full-time ministry. That's my calling. That's what I went to school for and no doors opening, yeah. you know? And I just remember, I can still remember I was delivering dominoes part-time yeah. and sitting sit in my car one time, just crying, like, you know, just being like, God, I just, I thought you called me, you know, like I thought you had plans for me, a hope in a future. I read the Bible. <laughs> Come on, Lord. That was my name, Jeremiah. Uh, and I remember I read, heard a sermon, a tape. It was, I think even a tape back then, but was talking about that. God has to bring our the, his promise for us to death and then he raises it back to life. Oh, and great. it was really like, you know, God was trying to crush my dream. And that's what it felt like. It's yeah. like God was trying to crush my hopes and dreams, but he wanted to know that he was in control. And then I literally got a call on the phone in the next week or two from someone, uh, even to this day, I always say, this is so hilarious. My first full-time job, it was a guy who said, hey, this is on an answering machine. Remember those? Uh, <laughs> hey, this is Doug McDonald from Susanville Assembly of God. I'm just calling you. I like, and I still to this day have no idea how they got my resume. Yeah. Didn't send it to Cal, because at the time what you did, you had to send it to the district office and then work through that little system. I didn't do that in Cal at all yeah. in Northern, I had no desire, you know? And so, you know, God just opens up this supernatural door. Uh, and so you just yeah. got to have faith and, you know, I can keep going on and on. But one thing we have to do is uh, another verse I'm going to read to you guys in Joshua 1. Nine says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So when we finally figure out, you know, God's plans and we begin to go in that direction, we got to be strong and we got to be courageous. We have to be bold because a lot of times, you know, as we're stepping into that plan, especially as men, mm -hmm. we're leading people. Yep. We have kids, we have a wife, we have responsibility. Yeah. And so it takes a lot of boldness and courageousness. It does. Well, I when you were talking a while ago, I it reminded me back uh, a couple months ago, we had a, a Bible study with my uh, small group there where, where we meet. And it one of the things was, was God gives you the dream, but then he wants to know, we get so wrapped up in chasing that dream is that dream more important than the actual pursuit of him? Mm, and yeah. so a lot of times if if that's what's going on, things are going to get messed up a little bit because mm. he wants you to chase after him more than the dream. The dream yeah, will happen if you're in pursuit of him and yeah. not the pursuit of the yep. dream. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so, a great point. Great right. point. Go ahead, Kelly. Greg Walden. Um, I also know that sometimes when God has a transition for you, that – you, you you know you, you trust on him you you trust him completely and and you'll get opposition from yeah. people around you you know you always have the naysayers mm -hmm. i mean i've had that a lot of times when i was transitioning and i like i had a job as a contractor at fort leavenworth and the government side to insource and all that stuff mm -hmm. and this one guy that worked for me he's like oh man you're gonna be unemployed you're gonna be unemployed man you're gonna be unemployed you know he's all freaking out and everything and I'm like, I'm not worried. I got God's got me. God's got me under control, man. I pay. I said, I do what God tells me to do. I get my ten percent every every paycheck. Yep. And God promises that if I'm faithful to pay my tithe, that He's going to bless you know bless me and my and my uh, my storehouse will be overflowing. Yep. And I didn't worry one bit about it. And He's like, I mean, these people are like it's coming against you. Like you're not going to you're going to be you're you're done all that stuff. Yeah. I went on leave one week, come back, had an email from a guy I ain't talked to for a year and a half. <laughs> hey, give me your resume. Come here at the VA, you know. Send a resume. Next day, psh, 
Yeah, job. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, there should be. I I really believe this. There should be when we're living out God's plans. There should be an element of what we're chasing or seeking out that doesn't make sense. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. There there should be an unknown. Yeah, that's kind of how we know it's God's plan. Is like there because of trust, because of faith, because of that. That's why we know it's God because we're like we. If, if everything's just in alignment and it's all perfect and just oh man, it's just everything's so perfect. Yeah, Doesn't take that, faith. That, that yeah, <laughs> that, that I what, could be an indicator to me that I don't know that that's God's plan. Right. Yeah. Because God's plans point. always require yeah. dependence, trust faith all right uh deuteronomy 31 8 just some scriptures here that i thought were good the lord himself goes before you and will be with you he will never leave you nor forsake you do not be afraid do not be discouraged and uh this now first of all we got to make sure that the direction that we're going is god's plan that's point number one Uh, and if we and if we are then god will be with us and there can be a great assurance in that and i and i take that uh, in terms of ministry or my career because there's sometimes i'm like oh man i thought uh you know this or that or i can be discouraged but uh, but the one thing that i can kind of land on at the end of the day is like god i i believe that this is where you called me right and where you wanted me to go and where you want me to be and so you are with me and and before i even came here you went before me you know i love how that that the lord goes before you and will be with you. Yeah. So when we step into that, there's a great confidence that we can have in that. Absolutely. I, I, that speaks to my heart very much. I, I like that thought of him going before me in in my adventure, you know, working out all the kinks and all the, the issues. And he's not saying there's not going to be problems. Yeah. But know that I'm, I'm with you during that entire process. Yeah, it brings back the story of Abraham. You mean God told Abraham... Just go to a land I'm going to show you. God's already went ahead of him. Yep. But he didn't give Abraham any of the details. Just go. Yeah. And all Abraham said, okay, I'm doing it. Yeah. I I, I really think I would personally, I would I would say, Lord, just lay it all out. Just tell me, you know, give me all the ins- mm-hmm. But I'm not so sure. <laughs> I, I, you know, sometimes things that we're going to go through, you know, if he told us, what we were going to be going through. Right. I'm not so sure yeah, yeah. that we'd be saying, eh, <laughs> so, I wanna, yeah, I don't want to go. <laughs> Another one, Proverbs. We've heard, uh, I'm sure a lot of us heard this one before. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on on in your own understanding in all your ways. Submit to him and he will make your pass straight. Yes. Trust in the Lord with all that you have. Lean not on your own understanding. And I I go on this rant quite a bit. I did on Sunday about the physical and the spiritual. Mm -hmm. They're always doing a dance with each other. They're always battling each other because the, Mm -hmm. the, 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 they're not the same. You know, the, the, the physical only processes the physical, but we're spiritual people and we're actually called to, to process things spiritually, you know, uh, to, to say like, well, this is what is happening in the physical, but what is God doing in the spiritual? And like, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that, you know, like, okay, uh, because it's just, it's too easy just to revert to what's happening physically in front of me. Yeah. And a lot of times that can be discouraging, you know, if it's, you know, what's happening in our culture today, it can be very discouraging, but in one sense we can look in in the, the spiritual and say, wow, I think God's doing something here. I think God is trying to move and to shift. And, uh, you know, anyway. Well, I, you know, a lot of times on the physical side of it, you're dealing with it 
through emotion, and our emotions can lie to us and do lie to us, uh, and how we feel is like, I may feel really sad, but that's not really what's going on, you know? So you, if you're, <laughs> you, you need to be looking by faith, you know, not by sight. And, and so that makes a, it makes a big difference when you're just totally leaning on the Lord, taking that emotion out of, out of things, kind of taking a step back and, and working it out spiritually. Yeah. Right. I, the, the one reassurance, a lot of the scriptures I'm looking through here is Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, mm-hmm. and forever. Amen. Another one I was reading, uh, the uh, Malachi 3, 6. I, the Lord, do not change. And, you know, there's no, God is consistent. You know, he's not confused. Like he's not, you know, our, our culture, you know, whether it be something like the Tao or, you know, but yeah. it is up and down and all over and God is consistent and he doesn't, he doesn't change. He's going to be consistent through all of it. Amen. Amen to that. So transition. Wow. We're going to go through it. We've gone through it before. We're going to have various seasons. And I know I'm going to have in my life, should the Lord tarry, uh, uh, you know, more transition and change. And I have to keep walking faithfully and trusting in the Lord. Last thoughts that you guys have. I totally agree. And it, it's the Lord's never let me down. He's never failed me yet. And uh, he's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. So he's, yeah. I'm in his hands. I'm not worried. And I concur with what Kelly said. And, you know, I'm almost 50, and I've been through so many transitions with the military, different jobs, life situations. And all the time, all the years I've done these transitions, and the more I relied on God, the easier the next transition becomes. Yeah. Because I I know I can trust him. I put my trust in him. He's the rock, and he's got this. So I don't worry anymore about it. Amen. Yeah. Well, you might be in a season of transition, our culture, our country, whatever it might be, but God is in control. And we encourage all of you MCDs, you modern Christian dads to put your faith, to put your trust in Jesus. That's where it needs to go. Not in Mountain Dew, not in mixed Mountain Dew mixed drinks or (laughs) anything. So whatever, you know, getting silly. But guys, we're dudes talking new sports and God. Thank you for listening to us each and every week. We will talk to you guys next time. Christian Dads, Season 2, we're about to explode. Just dudes talking news, sports, and God.